listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. This is John Goldman, and we're listening. You're listening to us on Radio Harbor Country, WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and WRHC 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. Uh, you could also be listening to us on our podcast, which is available through Podbean or the uh, Apple Podcast app on your phone. Just uh, type in Johnny Secret Stash, J-O-N-N-Y-S. And uh, we have a special guest today. Our guest is Mark Mullins from Bonarama. You just heard a little piece of that at the beginning of the show. I'm going to play the whole song. It's their song called Mr. Go off of their, um, uh, looks like it's their 2008, 2007 album. Uh, and uh, really looking forward to checking these guys out, talking to them a little bit. They're going to be playing at the Livery in Benton Harbor on February 21st. If you don't have your tickets already, make sure you get them. They're probably going to sell out. Uh, it's a nice small venue for being able to see them. They're also playing at City Winery the next day, so you know they they fill them. Uh, let's listen to the rest of Mr. Go, and uh, then we'll get a chance to talk with Mark Mullins.
That's Bonarama with their song Mr. Go from their Bringing It Home album from 2007. And we get to talk with Mark Mullins, who is uh, co-founder of Bonarama from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, Mark is also a um, trombone player. So uh, he uh, started up the band in 1998, uh, one of the only rock uh, funk well, rock bands that I know that uh, has such a, a you know, uh, such a horn presence. And a uh, big tribute to those guys. Chicago, I guess, is another band that has a horn presence. But uh, um, it sounds like Bonarama kind of takes all these, you know, other bands' music. Uh, there's a whole Led Zeppelin album that they came out with uh, in 2019. And uh, also from... They're live in New York album. They do a, um, a uh, Rolling Stones cover. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, they do an um, Allman Brothers cover from that one. Um, they do a uh, War Pigs from Pink Floyd on the live at from New York. So, you know, they really uh, do have a varied uh, cover um, presence. And uh, looking forward to talking with uh, Mark Mullins a little bit more about that when we get him on the phone. In the meantime, I want to mention that uh, we are sponsored by Harbor Country Hydroponics out of New Buffalo, Michigan, for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. And uh, here we go with Mark Mullins. Three, two, one. And I'm here with Mark Mullins from uh, Bonarama out of New Orleans. And uh, you guys have been playing since 1998. Is that right? Yeah. Th- yeah. It, it's, it's been like one long day or one long, <laughs> <laughs> one long tour. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, time flies. It's been, it's been a while. But yeah, 98, we started here in New Orleans. And uh, I don't know. Put a bunch of trombones together and saxophone, guitar, and, and, and drums, and we just started playing all sorts of different kind of music we liked. But there was something about the bones up front that uh, it was very, very deliberate on our part. You know, at that time, there was no your trombone shorty was still real short. And, yeah. <laughs> and the trombone at that time was, was sort of regulated, you know, to be like oh, kind of a disposable instrument, you know, well lose the trombone on on a gig if we don't need it but 
So we were just trying to do something to have fun, first of all, and play any kind of music that we liked, whether it's Norman's music or, or rock and roll or, or our own music. And, uh, and it really seems that I guess the, the instrumentation and the choice of songs that we picked and the fact that we just wanted to have fun, all that stuff together connected with the audiences uh pretty quickly and it kind of surprised us took it took us by surprise so <laughs> well you <laughs> guys are from new orleans where there's a lot of um trombones trumpets oh, yeah. sousaphones but uh incorporating uh that to the to the head of um rock covers and things like that that was really <laughs> the innovative thing that, and that's i think exactly what you were saying there um, yeah, that's one one of the innovative things is that. But but again, like even in New Orleans, the fact that we have a, an incredibly rich trombone history here in this town and and camaraderie with the players and uh, just a great great music community in general, brass community in general, and it's been like that over the years. But there's there hadn't really been anyone that I know of, at least in New Orleans, that was doing uh, you know something exclusively in town with with, with the to feature multiple trombones yeah and, and that's kind of why we wanted to uh we said we, we need to sure. give the trombone its due <laughs> right right it, it had been done around the country with you know you've got slide hampton's world trombones and the early green stuff like all, all sorts of in the jazz world it had totally been done before right? yeah in the orchestral world and classical music no question it's been done like that for, for you know well even the band chicago but, but you know they they were more in the background uh, it wasn't purely a, a, a brass kind of band. Um, the, the horns were, were off front, though, in, in a lot of stuff yeah, in Chicago, yeah. and, they, and they were responsible for, to me, like them, the Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and right. some other bands. Tower were as a kid, to me, growing up as a trombone player in the band, were just things I could grab onto outside of jazz if i wanted to grab onto something that might have been on the radio, you know, in right. Chicago, and hear trombone on the radio, that was like, like, whole light going off it's like okay wait, there's <laughs> there's hope you know and, and and this instrument can exist in more than just jazz if we want it to it can ex that kind of showed you that you, can be, you could you can put this instrument in almost anything that you want to do and that's what we're continuing to do um, did you start and, out playing uh, jazz with the trombone man i started well you know i started in the in the band like at school oh sure right nine, you know? yeah yeah <laughs> and, and so we would play just band music at school and that's just symphonic band stuff and you know as a kid you know i'd always want to play other things that i was listening to on the radio so i'd play along with my bruce springsteen records that <laughs> my have in the house yeah with zeppelin records or anything i could find and i didn't really get into jazz until a little bit later when i dug deeper in my dad's record collection and found he had all these great Armstrong and, and traditional jazz and Dixieland records in his, in his collection. And I'm like, Oh wow, there's some trombones right there. You know, and I was playing along to that stuff. And did you have uh, uh, any musical influences in your family? Like your parents play or your siblings play? Yeah. Well, my parents were, you know, they didn't specifically play, but they were both directly responsible for bringing music into the house. My mother, uh, love classical music, uh, opera music, show music, all sorts of different kinds of uh, wide music range that, of influences that we had not been listening to on the radio as kids. And she would bring that in the house. That was in the house from her. My dad loved all the other stuff, like the New Orleans R and B stuff from the fifties. He had all these little Richard albums, and, uh, you know, Fats Domino stuff in the house. And, I didn't even realize because yeah. I grew up in the suburbs in New Orleans. I didn't even realize as a kid that those records were made just like just down the road in downtown <laughs> New Orleans. You know, I just yeah. thought that was just just stuff being done. So they had an influence big time. And then my brothers did play uh, at younger ages. They, they're older than me. So because they played, I wanted to play. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's what it takes. Same with Craig Klein and the band. You know, his Uncle Jerry is directly responsible for, for him wanting to play the trombone. So I think I think many of us in the band and Bonorama have that same uh, same thing you know we're, we're influenced by someone either in our family or someone close to us that kind of little little spark with us to want to play how'd you and craig get started on Bonorama? we've known each other for for a long time being trombone players in new orleans different bands we cross paths from time to time and in 1990 we we both were in harry connick jr's first band that he put together 
his uh well his first you know orchestras he was getting big right after the harry met sally right. stuff so we were in his first touring touring band big band which was incredibly exciting it was like a 20 oh yeah he was beat, huge you know? yeah yeah so we we spent 16 years together craig and i in the trombone section with harry um while still maintaining local presence in New Orleans whenever we'd be off the road with Harry if he was doing a movie or something. But, uh-huh. So Craig and I go way back. But as Harry started doing more movies and TVs, we were home a lot more. And we were like, you know, Craig had this idea because he has seen a band in New York, Latin band that had that featured the trombones with, with different kinds of uh, Latin music that was really, really cool. And he says, this can happen with new orleans music we should put something like this together based in new orleans so he pr- approached me about it we had time i had a night at tips french quarter i could kind of design anything i wanted to at that time a regular night and it, it all lined up so we, we just did it once for fun and from the very first song we realized the, the response was so unique and so positive we're like oh we're gonna have to do another gig yeah (laughs) to do another gig and another gig and here we are 20 plus years later still doing on around and traveling around the country we never just it was like a dream come true you know that we could continue to do this it's really been really been terrific and And it it just built from you and craig playing trombone to uh adding uh drummers and guitar players and sousaphone players uh what was the transition for the introduction of those additional instruments into uh your band yeah that's a good question we, we the first thing we we know we we wanted a lot of trombones on the first gig but we also knew we wanted to play music that would lend itself to to, to having a, a full kit like a full drum kit so you know and if it's not not so much a brass band set up with a snare and bass drum separate guys but like a real a real kit kind of a player um kind of like dirty dozen might be might have done it uh-huh. you know at some point and so we we did that, and we would also knew we wanted sousaphone. You know, we had Matt Brown on sousaphone on the very first thing, and then we had a we had we had piano at first. We didn't have a guitar player right at the very very beginning. So we we sort of we knew we had a rhythm section of some kind to go along with the bones. Um, I think the first gig had like twenty trombone players, and and maybe <laughs> by the end of the night, it seemed like almost every bone player in the city might have been there, uh, hanging fun. out and sitting in and yeah. on the stage at the end. It was just ridiculous, but uh, it's kind of evolved with the with, with to, to to you know with the rock material, the guitar. Yeah, Bert Cotton plays guitar with us since since the very first year. He he came on board very very early, so he's basically a founding member too, as I as I see it. Yeah, um, but he that he lends its his talents. To almost anything he's primarily I've, i knew him first as a jazz guitarist and then we started doing this rock stuff with bonorama and and like <laughs> play these solos that were just and i love rock music and i love the separation that's like you know rock guitar vocabulary any any solo guitar any any rock solo vocabulary is different than jazz vocabulary period it's just it's just a different it's just a different language. You use the same elements, you know, you're basing stuff on harmony structure and you're using the same musical elements, but it's a different style. It's a different, different language. And Bert could just make that stuff happen seamlessly. Yeah. It, it was just, he's just so great. So great. When you, uh, when you bring musicians on with you, uh, adding them to the band and stuff, do you, uh, take into account, you know, where they're coming from in terms of their musical style? Because, uh, you know, not every trombone player has an opportunity to play, um, you know, some of these uh, rock covers that you guys do so well. And so was that a little bit of a change for some of these guys as they were transitioning from being standard New Orleans trombone players to uh, playing with you guys? Yeah, possibly. But at the same time, I think it might have kind of contributed to the diversity of the group too so we wouldn't be too judgmental if somebody was known as more of a jazz player or known as you know favoring a certain style because when they come into the into the band then you never know what's really going to happen so if we weren't too judgmental about what they might be classified as uh-huh. <laughs> music, yeah yeah music-wise. uh some pleasant results would likely happen and that's and everyone's coming to the band that, that that wasn't at the first gig for different reasons they've they, we've, we've acquired people along the way in different ways and for different reasons different different you know so there's no real rule book on, yeah. on, on how it's happened for, for for all of them but 
uh, just kind of throw them in the pot and see what happens. You know, right, <laughs> it's, right. It's a cool, cool mix of uh, stuff that we, we we enjoy. We enjoy playing and bringing to people. Right. Well, hey, I, I'm getting to talk to you because you guys are coming to the livery on uh, February 21st, and yeah. uh, uh, that's you know, I, and I know you've been there a couple times. I've seen you there at least twice, but I think that you've been there on a pretty regular basis. We've been there more, and we're overdue. To be there, I know we man, over the 20 years. I don't even know how many times we've been there, but it's one of our favorite places to play because uh, it's it's a special relationship between the audience and the, and the band. There, if if you've never been there to the livery, um, it's it's a it's not a huge room. It's, a, it's like more of a I call it a listening room. You know where it yeah, seems like yeah, that's almost a good way to everybody put it. in there is there to to not to hang out and and talk although that's fine you know if you want to hang you want, you want everyone to have a good time but they're there to also they're there to hear the band yeah the exactly music. and i always respected the way the livery handles their calendar and 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 who they bring in and uh, it's very cool eclectic music friendly you know you want to hear almost everybody on their calendar type of calendar yeah exactly <laughs> and, and we're honored to be in that because but but we saw it the first time we played there. We immediately, oh, this is different. This is cool because uh-huh. not every room is like that. Some a lot of rooms we play, they're they're all different. You, you don't know what you're getting into if you've never been to a place. Sometimes I mean, yeah, you walk in and it could be just a, just you know not as pleasant. <laughs> right, <laughs> people right. aren't really paying attention. You know, but the liver man, they have a they have a it's a special special place. So right. if you haven't been, um, I totally urge you if you can't make bonorama just go anytime because <laughs> everything that's on the calendar for a reason <laughs> it's good stuff just like their beer just like you know i'm not getting paid to say this i just i'm a fan of what they do uh, and i'm i'm so excited we can get back up there again i'm glad you reminded me the date what is the 21st right yeah february 21st okay. it's uh, all a blur <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff coming up right i yeah. saw your your tour schedule so that uh that's early show in your tour schedule in february yeah. and then you're going to be in uh chicago for at the city right. winery which is yep. you know at four maybe three or four times the size of the livery but um mm-hmm. probably going to draw a big crowd there too uh, chicago's that's a big fun destination for you guys too and you know uh, it's like mardi gras time right now in new orleans right so we're going to be sneaking in some of that mardi gras material too while we're there oh uh, fun for sure so bring your beads and uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay bring, bring your mardi gras colors to delivery on the 21st we'll, we'll be in the spirit and you guys are playing at the um uh the new orleans jazz fest as well right we are we're playing uh the second friday uh, May 1st. Um, I don't know what stage yet, but uh, in the past, we played a lot at the Gentilly stage, so I, I hope it's that. But they also mix up the stages from time to time. I think one year we played the Fado Doe stage, which which I was like, what's that going to be like? <laughs> that was such a ball. I mean, yeah. it was like it was so much fun over there. And uh, the crowds are even, you know, every stage has their own little personality of, of audience. It's kind of weird to say that because it's all jazz fest, you know, but there is something unique and special about playing each one of the stages. So for sure. Interesting to see where they put us this year. I haven't gotten to jazz fest, but, uh, it's supposed to be just a great time. And you know, I see the yeah. lineup, just terrific musicians. Do you ever get to, uh, do any collaborations with some of the other bigger bands that come through there, like for jazz fest, or even when you're just playing around new Orleans, cause you guys are, you know, pretty much a, new orleans staple probably at this point oh man well from time to time we do everyone's so busy lately it's been pretty much just the bonorama show and that's been about it but i know in the past i mean we used to do stuff with the radiators when they would do oh, jazz yeah. for their legendary shows at the jazz fest and that would be fun and you know there's always sit-ins that happen i used to, well, to try to get over and see galactic and maybe sit in with them from time to time it's right. been years though and it's bad it's been a long time um but we try to. There's all sorts of sitting in that goes on just spontaneously, yeah, through the course of the two weeks of Jazz Fest in New Orleans. You never know what's going to happen. Right. Well, uh, and you mentioned Galactic. They're uh, another um, uh, band that's kind of gotten a little bit more main stage um, with, in, their, in their rock and roll kind of endeavors and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they, they just bought the um, that that uh, bar 
in uh, New Orleans, didn't they? They bought Tipitinas. Tipitinas, yeah, right, yeah right. a legendary Tipitinas. Yeah. Which, is, which you guys have played there. Did you do I've one of your to, albums there? Bring it back home. We did. Uh, we did the bring it bring it on home album there. Uh, I'm saying it wrong. Bring I'm it at home. Titles. Bring it at home. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We play we play the Led Zeppelin song. Bring it so I, I get those confused all the time. Yeah, that's but, right. Um, so that's your very newest album. It looks like it, uh, it is. But yeah, Galactic picked up tips, tips, and they're and they're running it, and they're doing an incredible job, man. And it's it's just it's really great to see them step in because I've always respected them. All the guys, Stanton and and Rob and, and I, all of them, Rich. They they've just had their head on straight from a business sense from day one yeah. uh, when they put that band together, and. And they're just—they're doing terrific. They're doing great things for New Orleans and New Orleans music community. So it's cool to see him. You know, it's nice that uh, I'm going to be there in in about a week. Oh, at at Tipitinas? Yeah, it's just a great spot. So if you're ever in town, if you have not been, you got to go to Tipitinas. Right, right. (laughs) It's 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 legendary. Do you um, play out a lot when you're just at home in New Orleans? You know. not as much as I kind of like to, you know, when we're home, I, I like to, I do kind of like to stay home with, you know, I got family, I got two sure. boys, oh, they're getting big, they're like 19 and 17 now. Mm-hmm. And the oldest one, Michael Mullins, he has his own band and he comes out with Bonorama from time to time too. I'm not sure if he's going to be a delivery, but we try to get him when we can, but he's got his own band. So oh, when I'm home terrific. though, I try not to, try not to take too much stuff, but I, I do try to take stuff that's, that's, that's special. I got something coming up at tips next weekend this coming weekend with uh with john grow from papa grows funk john grows out with the solo band these days he's got a nice carnival kickoff thing going on for mardi gras uh, on the 14th so that's going to be fun but oh, so, that sounds yeah. great but everybody in the band in bonorama definitely all over new orleans whenever we're home you know craig klein plays in the vipers terrific terrific band and matt brian's got the tin men Greg Hicks and Burt Cotton have uh, have their Funk Monkey Band, which is a great up and coming uh, funk band in New Orleans. I shouldn't say up and coming because they're <laughs> they've been playing around several many years now. Actually, really really good band. Uh, so everyone stays busy, you know, and everyone freelances. New Orleans is such a great music town because you know you could just show up at one of the little bars on in the French quarter and there's always some kind of live music going on and oh, yeah. people seem to be popping in and out. And, uh, and then you got places like preservation dance hall and, and some of those bars over preservation on, jazz hall. Yeah. 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 And, and then some of those bars over on uh, French street, um, you know, Frenchman. those are Frenchmen. Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Preservation hall. Yeah. Preservation hall is in the quarter and that's great. Craig plays there a lot. Too. Yeah. And, you never know who you're going to see there because it, but it's it's just like delivery you know everybody that plays there is there for a reason oh yeah and right it's always worth seeing whoever right whatever lineup they have uh it's a very special place here so yeah but yeah french frenchman street's terrific too and uh got music coming out the the pores yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's just it's everywhere and and it sounds like there's a lot of opportunities for independent musicians to um, to get a gig here and get a gig there. And I, I heard a couple of years ago that uh, if you're a sousaphone player or a tuba player in New Orleans, you're always going to have you know you're the best. <laughs> they're the they're the best uh, paid musicians in New Orleans because <laughs> every yeah, man, you know they, saints they come marching in. You, you can't really play that song without a, a sousaphone or a or a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you guys uh, uh, came out with this play, Bonorama Plays Led Zeppelin in 2019, and you um, have that song with uh, Michael McDonald, uh, Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers, of course. That, yeah. a big 2019. Uh, how did all those projects get going? Well, the, the Led Zeppelin album, we you know we had so much Led Zeppelin that we had been doing. You know, People kept telling us, y'all just need to do y'all need to do a whole album of Led Zeppelin. And one of our, our friends, uh, promoters in New York City, Howie Schnee, put a show together. Uh, this was several years ago. Uh, you know, he's, he's, would y'all do a Zeppelin show? And we're like, yeah, sure. And we had done one in New Orleans for a friend of ours years before that, but um, hadn't really done a public show. It was, it was a private show. So we did a, we did a public one in New York for Howie. 
and just kept bringing in more and more material because it's so much fun. And the material, to me, lends itself so well to the trombone. Yeah. It really does. It sounds crazy saying that. You're like, how can Led Zeppelin transfer to the trombone? You know, But it does. I mean, there's a lot of the guitar riffs transfer really well to trombone, especially if the trombone's playing in unison. It just... It just works. If you want it to work, you can you can find a way. Yeah, I really <laughs> like it, that. It really too. does, and it's 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 a lot of fun. So we we said let's record the whole, let's record an album, and that's what we did. And it, it, we put it out earlier uh, this past year. Uh, came out for Jazz Fest this last year. It was actually one of the best selling records at Jazz Fest we found out, which was exciting. Oh, all that's the great, great stuff they have out there. We were flattered. Uh, so we're, that's still our, our newest full-length CD. Um, we've got some other stuff that we're still working on now for something coming up, which I'm not sure when we'll get that finished, but hopefully soon. But in the meantime, we also had a single that, um, that I, I used. I had been playing on the Last Waltz tour. Last Waltz had we did an anniversary tour for the Last Waltz by Blackbird uh, Productions in New York, and they put together Warren Haynes, Don Was, and they had Michael McDonald on that. This was a few years ago. And at that time, Michael had Michael McDonald, we were traveling together for a couple months, a few months. And he had asked me to do some horns for one of his songs on his Sony B&B release. And at the same time, I was like, man, would you be interested in singing in on, on a song that we have that I wrote for uh, in memory of Alan Tucson when Alan passed away? That oh, didn't right. really have a, a vocalist on it. He's like, oh, check it out you know he checked it out and he agreed to do it which just completely blew me away and came up he just delivered an amazing vocal on it and it's a different kind of song for us but it's it's uh, it's a real special song for me you know it speaks to to alan and, and his influence on new orleans music uh it, it's called empty world it came out came out this past year so that's yeah. that's our latest single and that's available everywhere uh and it was nominated for Song of the Year for Offbeat Music Awards, which was incredibly flattering also. That's terrific. Um, didn't win it, but we, we that, <laughs> it was nominated. You so know, the nominations, uh, that's usually the big thing to get nominated. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. Uh, yeah. So it's a single. Um, is there uh, another a, a full album behind it Are you expecting to do? Uh, or um, keeping it as so. We, we Yeah. We're working on something, and it's it's gonna it's gonna take a little while to get everything wrapped up and and finished. So, gotcha. We're, we're gonna be traveling pretty heavy here for the next couple months, but then uh, hopefully maybe this summer we'll get some more time to go back in the studio and finish up our next thing. Would that include Michael McDonald as well? Um, it might include this one song, but we don't know yet. We I see. Just, we might just keep that alone as a single, but this, yeah. that was just a special one-time thing Michael did, right, uh, right. Of, uh, with us. So, and uh, do you do, is that a song you wrote, "Empty World"? It is, yeah. Do, and uh, so you've written a lot of songs over the years, despite kind of you know your comfort and uh, desirability to to reach back into some of these uh, established rock songs and and make them your own with uh, the horns and everything. Absolutely. The, the original music is a big thing and what we love to do. And, and just as finding the right covers is, too, you know, we have a, a few writers in the band. Uh, Matt Perrine brings in a lot of original material. Oh, the sousaphone um, player? The sousaphone player uh-huh. is a brilliant musician. And he's got some, some terrific originals that we've we've got all the way. Let's see. Bring it, the Bring It a Home record. He's got a few on there, but there's more and more now. And the Hot Like Fire album features several songs by Matt. And Craig Klein, of course, writes. And he's got some terrific songs on there. So we all love to do that. And we love to balance it with, with the, the covers as well, you know. So it's kind of a mix of some New Orleans kind of covers and some rock covers and some original music uh, as well. So it's it's fun. We mix it all together. And so hopefully nobody really pays too much attention on what is what you know it's all it's all about presents yeah music we can to 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 make it a really fun diverse night well it definitely all combines together so nicely Uh, the thing about the the covers and i've heard this from other musicians that it kind of you know gives the audience a chance to uh have a little fun with um you know you know something when you're right when you're playing an original song uh that's 
an introduction for the audience, but when they hear uh, a cover song, even when it's broken down and changed about like you guys are uh, bound to do, uh, tra- you know, translating it with, with trombones and other brass instruments, um, it, you know, just makes it that much more special. Yeah, uh, yeah. So who does a lot of the arrangements when you guys go to take a, a song that traditionally is, you know, with a guitar or... Um, uh, yeah, well, I, I do a lot. I, I love I love to do that. And I, I, I do a lot of arrangements in the band and then outside of the band for, for other folks as well. Matt brings in arrangements as well. He's got interesting ideas. Um, Craig does some. We all, we all kind of pitch in and... And throw in, throw in, you know, whatever we think comes to the table for a certain song that, that that works for us, and we'll bring that arrangement to a rehearsal and kind of tweak it out, flush it out, and see what shape it takes with the whole band's input as well, because that's when the magic really happens. You right. might start with a framework, but it doesn't really come alive until you until you got six creative minds, you know, putting their spin, even if it's nothing they say or suggest on how to do it. It's just <laughs> as you're when playing you it just play letting it unfold and stuff I, i'm yeah, imagining definitely definitely do you um uh have any any new uh, f- albums you know uh, on the table coming up well uh, like i mentioned we're, we've got some things in the in the can that that have been done that we're going to be contributing to when we have more time in new orleans after we get back hopefully hopefully uh this summer, I would think, you know, once jazz for settles right. down, we'll probably have some more time to be, to be recording again and, and then look at getting something together for, for the future release. Do you guys do a lot of recording in studios in New Orleans or do you uh, go to other studios, other parts of the country? We record in New Orleans. Um, we have a few places. Most, most of our work is at the Music Shed, uh, but we've, we've got, a, got a bunch of bunch of studios in New Orleans. It's a really really a thriving scene right now yeah uh, i think um you got the parlor you got you got misha's place esplanade studios just terrific ones and then a handful of smaller almost boutique kind of studios just like really really good people running these places and and a lot of creative music being happened almost every day and that's being recorded almost every day it's just great in your recordings, do you uh, do you play with the full band or do you do overdubs on top of each other? Because it seems well, like you it, guys it, are such a great live band that you wor- probably work so nicely together. That you want to capture that when you're doing. We try recording. to start with a live a live start for sure, and we may contribute some some layers afterwards. We may go back and adjust some parts and fix some parts afterwards. But we try to start with something that's that's spontaneous you know that's all of us playing together simultaneously yeah yeah so and that and that seems to work well but we'll start with that and then kind of figure it out as we go (laughs) yeah yeah i I could see that you know getting it down uh in sort of a live version and then being like oh yeah we probably want to have another this over there or this over there right yeah right uh so i you know you had this album in 2017 hot like fire and it's uh, you know it's got a mixture of uh, Bad Dog, which uh, is one of those Led Zeppelin songs, but um, a lot of but the other Bad ones... Dog is an original song by Matt Perron. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I I spoke too soon. There there is a Zeppelin song. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> Matt will take that. I think. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this is, most of those were original songs from Hot Like Fire. Um, from Hot Like Fire, a lot of them are. Yeah. Um, I want to say. Most all of them are. I'm not looking at the track listing, but we do we do we do one of the, one of the quirkier covers we may have ever tried is a is a is a Radiohead song on there, Paranoid Android, which was so much fun to dive into because I love Radiohead. But most up until now, most of the whatever covers we've sort of tackled have been older, you know, or right, right, rock, a little more classic of, rock. But this one was a, a, a bit more current, and I just I love Radiohead. I, I was just yeah, me too. With Andrew one day, I'm saying, oh, we gotta we gotta do this <laughs> because it's such a beautiful song. Goes into so many different sections yeah. and territories, and we're like, I think every one of those sections can work with our band. You know? uh, it's it's that's a fun one to play. Well, that's kind of cool that you're also just sort coaster. of pushing the limits on uh, you know what. You know, because you've kind of created this 
this own style and to uh, reach back and say, oh, I haven't heard that song like this and, and be able to pull it out and, and uh, make it into your own. That, that's really cool. And a Radiohead song and um, uh, to be able to do that. that uh, any, other, any other bands that, you know, kind of don't fit into, your, into the regular covers like the, some of the classic rock stuff like the Beatles' Helter Skelter. That's off of, uh, I think, yeah, live from yeah. uh, New York. So, you know, yeah, that one's yeah. real kind of obvious, but but then um, uh, are there any other ones like that Radiohead song that uh, are a little bit more, a little deeper cuts for, for most people? They wouldn't necessarily recognize it offhand unless they, you know, were more familiar well, with it. Maybe some of the Zeppelin stuff that we picked, you know, some of it's the real common Zeppelin stuff that you may have heard, but then there's a few that uh, are somewhat un. un- underplay like four sticks you know is, is right. a, even though it's a zeppelin song it's one that people don't hear a lot probably um the crunch we, uh-huh. we do that one and put a little bit of a new orleans slant on it maybe a little more of a new orleans plug slant and, and that's just even that that song is if you know that album so so well the zeppelin album then you'll you'll know the track a lot of people may have escaped the name they may not know the name of it but the uh, crunch yeah that's exactly right it's it's one of those songs like oh yeah that's a zeppelin song but you wouldn't be able to maybe identify it most people wouldn't right i was never able to (laughs) so we pick a few obscure ones like that but it's it's almost just whatever whatever works you know uh we'll we'll tackle it right and even if it's obscure stuff i tend to like the more obscure stuff myself i don't know yeah. I'm not sure I, I hear you. It kind of <laughs> makes it fun. Yeah. Every, yeah. You know, uh, there's a lot of bands covering, you know, some of the um, bigger, well-known classic rock songs. And then to, you know, do sort of a deep dive into a, a well-known musician's um, uh, song list and make it your own, that, that makes it kind of fun. Right. right. So uh, when are you guys uh, getting started on this it's a little bit of a mini tour, I guess, um, maybe 10 or 15 um, uh, destinations in the next month and a half or so. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a little bit of a, a good stretch for us because a lot of times we lately we've been just kind of going out, you know, we'll go out for like weekends here and there, maybe four day runs. Oh, and right. Kind of, kind of regroup here and go back out a little bit later for, for a, a bit. But for. Yeah, for to have a handful of shows like that over a two or three week period is pretty, it's pretty good for for us. We're happy with that right now. That's like doesn't keep everyone out there for too too long, and they can get back and still do whatever they have to do locally and stay right. connected to whatever music shows they have here locally and family and all that. But uh, so this will be nice though. We we get up to the Midwest quite a bit. We get up to the Northeast quite a bit. But to get back to delivery on on the twenty first of February, we're really really excited about that. It's, As I are the we. Last time I got to look back and see when the last time we were there. I know uh, over the course of the last five years, we haven't been there as much as I want to be. That's for sure. I know that. Well, we're really looking forward to having you come back through, and uh, uh, I would recommend people get their tickets now and not wait to yeah. uh, to get to the door to make sure that you can get in there. I. I'm pretty sure this thing's going to sell out. I mean, you guys are uh, um, really killing it and um, looking forward to seeing you live. And uh, Mark, thanks again for coming on the show. Um, Thank you. Thanks for having me on and, and uh, spreading the word about live music in general. Oh, yeah. No matter who it is. So thank you. All right. No problem. <laughs> for sure. Look forward to seeing you all delivery on the 21st. It's Mark Mullins from Bonarama. Also, uh, you know, has done all kinds of, of collaborations with some of the big guys around New Orleans. And he had done that, um, the whole band had done that collaboration with Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. And they're coming to the livery, so don't miss them. February 21st, and I wanted to play you one of the songs from um, their latest album, Bonarama Plays Zeppelin. Uh, here's uh, Heartbreaker and check out this solo in the middle uh, just such you know it, it's so reminiscent of the guitar but it's clearly you know a, a brass solo it's just a pleasure to listen to here it is I 
same as it was so long ago different smile that a lot of one who
that's Bonorama with uh, Heartbreaker from their Bonorama Plays Zeppelin, their very latest album that came out in, uh, I think it was around May of 2019. Uh, another example of uh, how they do such a great job with, with general <laughs> rock covers. And I who, don't mean to undermine uh, Led Zeppelin's Heartbreaker, but... Uh, uh, playing rock covers from uh, classic rock era. And Mark and I were talking about uh, their cover of Radiohead's Paranoid Android, which appears on their 2017 Hot Like Fire album. And I definitely want to play that as we close out. Uh, You are listening to Johnny Secret Stash on uh, Radio Harbor Country, WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan. And WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. And of course, we're also available through a podcast, Johnny Secret Stash, Apple Podcasts, or Podbean. Just type it in and uh, follow us, actually. That way uh, we know that you guys are listening. Uh, here we go with um, their cover, Bone Rama's cover of Paranoid Android on. Uh, off of their Hot Like Fire album, their 2017 album. Good night, everybody.